0: Welcome to the undercurrent podcast. I'm your host, Liana Lumawig, life coach, surfer, and ex corporate girl living in Bali. I've been in unfulfilling jobs and relationships that used to drain my energy and confidence to the point where I was miserable. If you can relate, this podcast is for you. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to stay stuck and settle for anything less than what makes you happy. You can choose how to work, love, and live on your terms, and this podcast will show you how. Let's dive in. Do you ever wonder why on January 1st of every year, the gyms are full? You probably already know this. It's because it's at the start of every year. A lot of people have New Year's resolutions, right, to finally get fit. But then a month or two later, all of these new people have disappeared and the gym is operating at normal capacity again. Like, Why does this happen? Why do we do this? It's because people normally run on pure motivation to change their behaviors, right? But motivation is a finite resource and running on motivation and willpower eventually runs out. So relying on those to keep you going doesn't always work, okay? So, how do we change our behaviors to reach our goals? BJ Fogg is a behavioral scientist and he created a behavior model with three steps that might help us understand how to change and why it can sometimes be difficult to change. So, here are the three steps. The first step is motivation, there's got to be motivation to do the behavior. The second step is ability. You've got to have the ability to do the behavior. You've got to be able to. And then the third is prompt, right? The prompt is anything that reminds you to do this behavior now. And when those three things come together at the same moment, the behavior happens. So he also says that the harder the behavior, the more motivation you need. And he gives an example of watching people at the airport. So let's compare the two, he says, like you've got an escalator and then you've got stairs. Who's taking the stairs? The people that are in a rush. So they're running to catch their plane. That's why they're taking the stairs, which is a big motivation to do the harder thing. But like I said earlier, right? We can't always stay motivated, right? We're not always running to catch our plane. The motivation runs out. So I'm going to talk about what does work to reach your goals without having to solely rely on motivation. And instead we'll learn how to train ourselves to take small, consistent steps to the point where we don't even have to think and still be able to reach our goals. The secret to reaching your goals is no secret at all. It's not about doing all the things all at once or taking massive action. It's about taking consistent action and starting small right? It's about forming the right habits. So a habit is a routine of behavior that is repeated regularly and tends to occur subconsciously. So if you want to be successful, take a look at your habits and figure out whether the habits that you have right now support the dreams that you want to achieve. So we are what we repeatedly do. Okay. Do you ever feel like at the end of the day, you didn't get enough done? right? You just don't feel satisfied with how your day went or there are things that you wish you did that you didn't get to do. I've got an explanation for this and it's actually how our biology works. Like, here we go. I'm going to get Bill Nye on you for a second, right? I'm going to talk about the two parts of your brain, the emotional brain versus the executive brain. So first the emotional brain works in survival mode. The main function is to keep us alive. And it does this by monitoring your environment. Do you ever find yourself trying to focus on a task? And then you start to think, hmm, am I hungry? Am I too cold? Does my back hurt sitting like this? This is your emotional or survival brain at work, right? It's the part of the brain that works on autopilot. So the human brain can process 11 million bits of information every second. And to give you some context, our conscious minds can only handle 40 to 50 bits, right? So our brain sometimes takes shortcuts, which allows us to do tasks without thinking too much, like driving and eating or driving and talking on the phone, okay? The executive brain, aka the new brain or the frontal lobe, this is the part of the brain that helps us thrive, right? It's the thinking part of the brain, the logical brain. It's the part of your brain that when you're hungry it decides what an ideal time to eat is and what to eat or if you're too cold it decides for you whether to put on a sweater to grab a blanket or turn on the heater so these parts of your brain are often at odds with each other like when you slash your executive brain sets the alarm clock before bed because you want to get a head start early in your day the next day only to find the future you or your emotional brain Snooze a ton of times after you wake up the next morning. That's kind of odd, right? Literally, you're the same person acting from opposing desires, getting up early versus wanting to stay in bed. So, motivation is what gets you started, but habit is what keeps you going. Okay. According to research, 40 to 50% of our actions are done out of habit. Now, that's a good amount of stuff that we're doing without really thinking. So in order to do the things we really want to do, we've got to tap into our subconscious mind to help us out and create habits that support our dreams and goals. So we all have bad habits and good habits, right? Here are a list of my habits that I consider good and consider bad personally. So my good habits are journaling, meditation, exercise, and sleeping early. These are all ideal habits I do on a regular basis, or I try to, and the more that I do it, I feel on point when I practice these. The bad habits that I get into sometimes are mindless scrolling on social media, negative self-talk, being like critical about myself, overeating, like eating emotionally or eating when I'm not hungry or because I'm bored, and staying up late. So when I do these, I don't feel good about myself, especially when I do them regularly, when I get into the habit of doing these. So I'd like to invite you to think about what your habits are. Like what are some of the bad habits you want to change? And what are some of the good habits that you want to create? So I'm going to talk a little bit more about how habits actually work and introduce the concept of the habit loop. So the habit loop or the habit cycle, depending on who you ask, is a four-step pattern that we go through every time we perform a habit. So you can read more about these in the books, Atomic Habits by James Clear or The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Both of these authors have their own kind of habit loop or habit cycle that they describe in their books, all about habits. So here are the four steps, according to James Clear in Atomic Habits. For him, the four steps are cue, craving, response, and reward. So I'll explain the steps with an example of checking social media when you wake up, just to kind of plug that in, right? Because I know a lot of you probably want to stop checking your phone first thing in the morning. I know that that's a habit that a lot of people want to break. And it's something that's easier said than done. So here's kind of how you do it according to James Clear. First, there is a trigger or a cue, right? Waking up and snoozing your alarm. Like that is the cue. The second step is craving, right? You might have a desire to see what's happening in the world. You might have a desire to connect with people. So that's why you pick up your phone, right? And the third part is response. So after you have this cue and this craving, the response is, oh, well, let me check my social media. Let me check my messages or something, right? And then the fourth step is reward. The reward in this case is the dopamine that rushes in when you get a like, you get a mention, you get an interaction, you get a message from someone, right? So now that we know how the habit cycle works, we can learn how to create habits that supports the person we want to become. Okay. So here's how you create new habits in four parts again. So you've got to make them obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying. Okay. Let's say you have a goal to start working out more. You can make it obvious, by leaving your gym bag by the door so you can see it and put it in your car as soon as you, you know, get ready to step out of the house. That's the first part. The second part is attractive, right? you got to make it attractive. And in this case, you could make it attractive by maybe buying some new gym clothes to wear that are super cute, right? So when you throw them on, you could be like, oh, hey, I like how my butt looks like in these when you look in the mirror, right? (laughs) The third part is you can make it easy by packing your clothes the night before so there's less friction in the morning. And then fourth is satisfying. You can make it satisfying by working out with a girlfriend maybe. And maybe you can schedule a fun smoothie date for after your workout. So you can look forward to the social time after your workout, okay? So now that we know how creating new habits work, I want to share a couple of habit hacks that might be helpful for you to start applying and creating the habits that you want. So the first one is called micro habits, right? The point of this is to master the habit of showing up. Doing this makes it as easy as possible to achieve the habit at first, and then you can start to improve the habit after, right? So micro habits, um, I've got a client who wanted to incorporate movement back into her schedule at the time. She had a super busy work schedule working over 70 hours a week, right? She was recovering from a recent surgery and she had a habit of staying home a lot because this was during a time of COVID when a lot of us were spending a lot of time at home. So she had all of these things working against her. So we talked about several ways that would make incorporating movement with these four parts, obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying, and came up with the idea of hiking. You know, although at the time for her, hiking wasn't easy, right? But it was attractive and it was satisfying because she loved being out in nature and hiking was one of her hobbies. So what we did was we created a micro habit and started really, really small. So we created a mini goal of just walking, period, okay? So we counted everything. We counted her walking from her car to her office. We also counted walking from her desk to the printer. We wanted to make everything count to make it super easy. And obviously she ended up smashing her goal because she's amazing, and we made this really, really doable. And then after that, we increased the time to 15 minutes. And eventually she started to hike trails over the weekends. And now this habit has helped her carve out time for hiking even before work. So she's got a habit to prioritize hiking before she even starts work for the day, which is awesome. And it would normally take her like a lot of motivation and effort to do that if she started this habit right off the bat. But in this case, it was easy because she had a progression. She started small. So through this habit, she found motivation actually to set boundaries with work. So on top of that, she stopped working 70 hours a week, and now she's only working 30 hours a week to make time for hiking and other activities that fill her cup. So it had even more positive benefits, right? So the takeaway here from micro habits is, is that if a habit is too hard to create from the start, you might be less likely to keep it up. So you got to start the habit first, right? No matter how small it is, just start the habit, keep it going, and then optimize. So I want you to think, what is an easy micro habit that you can create that's totally doable? The second hack is called habit syncing. Other people call it habit stacking or anchoring. And the formula for this is after a certain current habit, I will do a new habit right? The idea behind this one is, is that it's easier to associate a new habit with one that you already have, right? Than just to build a new habit from scratch. So for me, my morning routine consists of a series of habits that I synced together over time. Like initially, I just wanted to start going to the gym. So that took a lot of effort in the beginning, but then I mastered that habit and it became automatic. So I started going to the gym every morning. And then I noticed when I had time for coffee before my workout, I felt energized during my workout. And I started waking up a little bit earlier to create more space to have coffee before my gym as like a pre-workout. And then On days when I had time to journal, I did that and I noticed how grounded it made me feel in the morning. So I started making a little bit more room for journaling and stacking and syncing habits on top of that. And then I went to a meditation retreat and it got me already into the habit of waking up super early and meditating when I got up. So I pretty much do that every day as well. And one by one, I started sinking my habits and now my morning routine looks like this. I wake up in the morning around 5am, I meditate for an hour, I journal, I make some coffee and I get ready for my workout class slowly, I come home, I shower and I'm ready to start the day, like super early. So again, like if I were to try and do all of this all at once, I'd probably fail right? And I'd probably get down on myself for not being able to create a solid morning routine, but doing it in a way in phases and trying to sync habits on top of each other was much easier for me to do. Okay. So questions for you, like, can you think of a habit that you'd like to create? Could you sync it with another habit that you already do? Maybe you can do it after you brush your teeth. Maybe you can do it after you have lunch or before you go to bed at night. So a note for my fellow overachievers. We've talked a lot about creating habits in today's episode. And when you get into regularly performing these habits, you might notice that you don't do them hundred percent of the time. And for some people who like to achieve overachievers like myself, this is hard to accept, right? For example, how many of you have thought this way? You have a goal of eating super healthy, like you're dieting, you do it for a while. And then after one bad day, you're like, F it. I messed up. I might as well eat whatever I want since I messed up already. I know that this is a big one for a lot of people and a lot of us think that way. And this is what we call all or nothing thinking. And it can be a big obstacle that gets in your way of success. But I want to tell you, it's not messing up that's the problem right? The problem is thinking that if you can't do something perfectly, then you shouldn't do it at all. Whenever this happens, try to remind yourself of one simple rule. Don't miss twice. The first mistake is never the one that messes you up, okay? It's the spiral of repeated mistakes that comes after, right? Missing once is pretty normal. It's like totally a human thing to do, but missing twice or more is what you got to worry about because missing twice is the start of a new habit. How do we deal with a habit that we keep missing? My advice for you is just to be a little bit more flexible with it. Let's just say that you do want to make a habit of meditating every morning and you keep missing mornings. Like you miss two mornings in a row, three mornings. You can tell yourself if I miss another morning, Maybe I can try meditating right after lunch. Maybe that'll work better for me. So as your coach and podcast host, I want to leave you with a tool that will prep you for success in regards to habit. It's called the Habit Manifesto. And this is how it goes. I will commit to blank, which is a habit or a microhabit. I will do this blank which is either a time or a day or habit that you will sync it with. And then the third part is when I mess up, I will blank and insert in a different behavior or a way that you can be flexible with yourself. Like instead of morning meditation, I'll do a lunchtime meditation. For me, one of my bad habits is going to bed late and I love going to bed early because I like waking up early so I can do my morning routine. So for me, my habit manifesto is I commit to getting ready for bed at 9.30. I will do this every day between 9 and 9.30 or even before. When I mess up, I'll put my pajamas on at 8.30 p.m. Regardless of what I'm doing, so it's easier for me to hop into bed. I'd love to hear what your habit manifesto is. So feel free to share it on your stories and tag the undercurrent podcast so we can follow your success journey. So today we learned a lot, right? And I'll recap for you in case, you know, you want to remember all of these. So the first thing that I went over is the behavior model. And it comes in three parts, motivation, ability, and prompt. I also went over how our brains work, the emotional brain versus the executive brain and why motivation isn't always enough for us to change our behavior. I went over what habit really is and the four parts of the habit loop, which is cue, craving, response, and reward. And I went over also how to actually create new habits in four parts. You got to make them obvious. You got to make them attractive, easy, and satisfying. And how to make them even easier using habit hacks, which are micro habits, which is really, really tiny habits and habit syncing, which is basically taking a habit and stacking it onto another habit. I also talked about the danger of all or nothing thinking and how it can get in the way of our success as we start to build our habits. And last but not least, we talked about the habit manifesto how to hold yourself accountable to the habit changes you want to make by writing it down. So that's it. I'd love to hear what you took away from today's episode. I invite you to take a screenshot and tag us at the Undercurrent Podcast and share one lesson you learned, one takeaway. All right, friends, thanks so much. That's all I got for you today, but I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Undercurrent Podcast. If we're not yet connected on Instagram, give me a follow at Leanna Lumawig and at The Undercurrent Podcast. For more tips on how to design your life on your terms, or if you'd like to reach out, visit LeannaLumawig.com or you can always DM me on Instagram at The Undercurrent Podcast. Take care, my friends, and see you next week.